The reading comes from James chapter 5, verse 13 to 20. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with all in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Rachel. Priscilla will now bring us our gospel reading. Would you please stand? I'm reading from Mark chapter 9 from verse 38. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him. For no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. Temptations to sin. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and to go to hell. To the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. 
If salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Right. <laughs> what a passage. <sighs> Let me pray. Lord, just be here. Use me. Use my, my mouth, my tongue, my being. Holy Spirit, just speak to us. Señor, te pido que entres en mi cuerpo, en mi boca, en mi lengua y que hables a través mío. Espíritu Santo, en el nombre de Cristo Jesús, in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Um, I like pictures. I like pictures, I like images, I like personifications. I have a visual memory. Am I doing something wrong that there is this? Okay. I have a visual memory. And these tools help me to understand other concepts. And perhaps all comes from when I was um, in my childhood, uh, when my mom used to explain things to me. For instance, what happens when I had temperature? And she would tell me these fascinating stories about the battle inside me to save me and to save my life. And were amazing and so encouraging that I used to forget about the temperature and concentrate in the story. And also in the mornings uh, when I was still in bed, in order to wake me up, she would have these dialogues with my toes and, and pretending to hear secrets from my toes. And she would be laughing and laughing so much that I used to be jealous of my own toes. <laughs> she, but she managed to walk, wake me up every time. So the Bible is full of images and stories. And Jesus uses them again and again. And these uh, visual aids open a window to the unknown. And that's why today uh, the talk... The title I've given to the talk is A Pinch of Salt. A Pinch of Salt. If you don't remember anything else I say, just remember that. A Pinch of Salt. Good. This passage in Mark <laughs> is quite colorful, isn't it, to say the least. First, we have demons being cast out by others in the name of Christ. And Jesus seemed to be you know, kind of cool about it. In the next paragraph, you know, could be understood as a shot from a horror film. People were hung and chopping hands and feet and poking out eyes, hell, fire. And finally, against every single advice from the GP, Jesus says, reminds us that salt is good <laughs> and be at peace with one another. What's going on? What's, what's going on? Wow. It's, you know, when I read that, I said, Mark, I think Mark was just cutting and pasting and cutting and pasting and, and he was missing bits and bobs and it didn't make sense. But you know what? This morning, we're going to take it all with a pinch of salt. All right? And it all 
will make sense by the grace of God. So salt, salt is everywhere, isn't it? And, and few things in creation are more ordinary than salt. And I've been reading a little bit about it, and most of us have interacted with it in a couple of you know, hours, whether we realize it or not. Salt is used to make soap, paper, clothes, glass, plastics, pharmaceuticals, is it unnoticed on cafes and restaurants around the world? Unlike pepper, who usually sits next to it, salt is essential for health. Trillions of tons of salt sit in our oceans, covering 70% of our planet. Salt is everywhere. And as I said, Jesus loved using everyday items to communicate truths about God and his people. And in another passage, not in the passage that we read, um, there's a description of the disciples that he said that they should be the salt of the earth. And this is perhaps the most, com- the most famous example. In the ancient world, salt was used to flavoring, preserving, I'll say it again, flavoring, preserving, sacrificing, destroying, and believe it or not, fertilizing. It used to be like a currency. So Roman soldiers were used to, sometimes used to be paid in salt. And the word salary comes from that. Interesting, isn't it? I didn't know that. I'm sure you knew it. So when John told Jesus about that, others casting out demons in his name, Jesus gave him three reasons why they should not worry about it. First of all, he said they're doing it in his name. Number two, they were not hindering the ministry, but advancing it in a sense. The ministry can be dramatic experience, but it can also be encountered through common, simple things too. And Jesus mentioned like a glass of water. Great things and good things are all part of the ministry. And this is where salt explains it better. Followers of Christ are like salt, pretty much involved in everything, everywhere, whether we are noticed or not. Even a cup of water in his name, hardly a miracle, but is not without worth. John, the disciple, is kind of worried, and he's pointing out that others are doing um, that. And after all, you know, Jesus called 12 disciples. So who are these others, more the ones? And he says, those people are not following us. And I think the word us, there's a hint of something else. It's perhaps a desire to make a name for themselves or a desire to kind of set up... Uh, limits for the kingdom. The truth is that we should never forget it that is that we may have a way of doing things. Um, for instance, in this church, in this service, is different than the one at eight o'clock that I was, or in other churches or in other other places. But in the end, we all follow Jesus, provided that we only follow Jesus. 
Jesus is not particularly more present if we worship him in one way or another or, or, the, or the other. What is important is that we worship him and not the style. And again, again, Saul explains it so well. We should remember that it brings flavor, isn't it? <laughs> when we add salt to our meals, some people put more salt than others. And salt enhances the flavor and it makes the food more appealing. So we are called to show Jesus adding flavor to things. Are you ready to add flavor? Drawing up the blessings of whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is commendable. People are not to follow us but to follow him. Causing others to sin is something that we should be concerned about. I have to clarify something. In the passage, you know, the cutting of hands and of foot or plucking out of the eye cannot be literal, okay? Don't, don't get the wrong idea. It cannot be literal. As a matter of fact, we can still sin with one eye. We don't need two, actually. So Jesus is deliberately using the most severe language, you know what, to shock us, to stress that sin is to be opposed at all costs. Sin is not a joke. And again, salt makes it clear. Salt preserves. It was the ancient equivalent of a fridge. We are sent to this world to keep it from decay, preserving and preventing it from becoming corrupt or ruined. Salt preserves. Uh, you know, I come from Argentina, and um, in the north of Argentina, people have an accent. They speak with a very peculiar accent. But if you, if you travel to the center of Argentina, in the province of Cordoba, Cordoba, they have a completely different accent, and we all know that if somebody speaks like that, oh, that one is from Cordoba, there's a very, very peculiar accent. And if you go to Buenos Aires, a lot of people say that in Buenos Aires, people speak Spanish with Italian accent. So there is an accent going on. We are citizens of another kingdom. We are citizens of another kingdom, and we have an accent too. We are free from sin. Our speech, it says in Colossians chapter 4, seasoned with salt so that we may know how we, you ought to answer each person. <laughs> We are in the business of restoring the natural, preserving the kingdom order. Jürgen Moltan says, miracles are not an interruption of the natural order, but the restoration of the natural order. Shall I say it again? This is amazing. Miracles are not an interruption of the natural order, but a restoration of the natural order. We are so used to the fallen world that sickness, disease, 
quarrels, pain, death itself seem natural. In fact, they are the interruption. There is no room for sin. Moltmann says something that you may agree with or not. He says, Jesus' healings are not supernatural miracles in a natural world. They are the only true natural thing in a world that is unnatural, demonized, and wounded. We are called to preserve the natural order of the kingdom. We are at war. It's a serious thing. And that's why Jesus uses such a strong language. Another aspect of the soul mentioned in, in this passage is that we will be salted too. He says, for everyone will be salted with fire. And I believe this is linked to Israel's early history. Moses explained in Leviticus, which you shall season all your grain offerings with salt. We are being salted as we offer ourselves in obedience and self-sacrifice. We become the seasoning in a sacrifice that is well-pleasing to God. Finally, it says, have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Salt is good. Be at peace with one another. One another. And this takes us to, to what we read in James. It says, until now, we were exploring Mark and we, we were called to be salt in the world, everywhere, bringing flavor, preserving the kingdom with zest, being salted. But now we are called to do this to one another. He says, are any among you suffering? Pray. Any among you sick? Call the elders for prayer and anointing. Any cheerful? Come on, bring flavor. Sing songs. Sing songs of praise. Preserve his kingdom. Be accountable to each other. He says, confess your sins with one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. And I believe personally that this is, this is very, very healing. When you find somebody that you can talk to and you, can, you tell about your sins, you be accountable to that person and that person can pray for you. So it's so healing. It's so good if you can if you can find that person to talk to. I'm sure sometimes you wonder, you know, I haven't seen this person for a long time, and how oh, this couple. And instead of perhaps perhaps assuming things, pick up the phone, <laughs> go for a coffee, go for a walk. People have different reasons of motives motives why they don't turn up. But we should always be ready in the name of Jesus to pray for each other, to listen, to offer, to give help, to value each other in the kingdom of God. He says the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Can we follow Jesus? Listen what he says. Have salt 
in yourselves and be at peace with one another. May his spirit speak to us, steer us, steer up our souls, hearts, mind, so that we can be present everywhere like salt, bringing little or big, representing his kingdom, bringing flavor to the world, preserving the kingdom, be ready to be salted, and bring peace to one another. After all, this is all about a pinch of salt. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.